Mormonism 101 for Teens is a valuable resource for anyone wanting a simplified view of the Mormon religion from a Christian perspective. Mormonism 101 for Teens is available at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore in Salt Lake City or mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Does Mormonism not have a doctrine of damnation? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We continue looking at some of the books that were given away as Christmas gifts by the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints between the years 1981 until 2017. These books were given by the leadership of the church to various other general authorities in the church and includes even some employees of the church. And the reason why we want to do this is because we assume that the books that they were given away contained information that they themselves believed and, of course, wanted other members in the church to believe as well. Today, we're looking at the subject of obedience and what some of these books had to say. But first, we're going to start with a quote by Mormon Apostle James Talmadge. This is found in the book Articles of Faith. And Eric, Articles of Faith was not just given one time by the First Presidency. It was actually given, what, a couple of times? Right. And so, obviously, the Articles of Faith which was a book commissioned by the First Presidency for James Talmadge to write, would be considered very important. Well, what does this book have to say when it comes to obedience? Page 468, No human being who has attained years of accountability in the flesh may hope for salvation in the kingdom of God until he has rendered obedience to the requirements of Christ, the Redeemer of the world. But while thus decisive, Mormonism is not exclusive. It does not claim that all who have failed to accept and obey the gospel of eternal life shall be eternally and forever damned. Wow. When I read that last sentence there, Eric, I thought that is not only not true, but wouldn't you agree there seems to be a lot of equivocation in this little statement here? I mean, words are used, but they're used in a vague way to where it makes you wonder, what does it really mean? For instance, when it says Mormonism is not exclusive, well, it most certainly is. The only way you get all the benefits that Heavenly Father has for his quote-unquote children is if you meet all the requirements of repentance and commandment-keeping and covenant-keeping. Otherwise, you are not going to be with Heavenly Father. So it's very exclusive in that regard. But this word damned, it does not claim that all who have failed to accept and obey the gospel of eternal life shall be eternally and forever damned. Now, as we said, this was a book, Articles of Faith, that was given to members in the church, general authorities and even some employees of the church as a Christmas gift. Also given as a Christmas gift was a book that compiled a lot of statements by the 10th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Joseph Fielding Smith. Yeah, this is the selections 
from Doctrines of Salvation, Sermons and Writings of Joseph Fielding Smith. And what does he have to say about this subject of damnation that James Talmadge said was not really a part of Mormonism? He says, men damned by rejecting covenants. But when we get to thinking that one of the covenants belonging to the gospel of Jesus Christ is, quote-unquote, the new and everlasting covenant, that is where we make a mistake, and I'm going to point it out to you now. See how clearly and definitively the Lord speaks. I begin by reading verses 4 and 5, section 132. And it says, For behold, I reveal unto you a new and an everlasting covenant, and if ye abide not that covenant, then are ye damned. For no one can reject this covenant and be permitted into my glory. For all who will have a blessing at my hand shall abide the law which was appointed for that blessing and the conditions thereof, as were instituted from before the foundations of the world. Now, Bill, he's citing from LDS Scripture, Doctrine and Covenants, section 132, and very clearly it says, if you do not abide by that covenant, ye are damned. And yet Talmadge says, no, that's not the case. So this seems to be, like we talked about last week, a contradiction between two different authors of two different books both of them given by the First Presidency to its general authorities and other employees so that they might learn from that. That would be very confusing, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. But what's interesting is he cites, as you said, from Section 132, but as he goes on in his description, he's going to broaden it to make sure you understand that this does not only apply to Section 132. He continues, that applies to any covenant. It is not merely this one that the Lord is speaking of here that is going to bring upon us a condemnation if we violate it or refuse to receive it. That is true of every covenant that belongs to the gospel. Take, for instance, the covenant of baptism. If you will not have that covenant, you will be damned. If you will not have the covenant of repentance, you will be damned. If you will not take upon you the covenant of faith, you will be damned. And so it is with any covenant of the gospel. The Lord says in section 84 of the Doctrine and Covenants that we, quote, shall live by every word that proceedeth forth from the mouth of God, end quote, and that's verse 44. Not by this word and that word and reject these others. We have got to accept every covenant that he gives if we want exaltation, and that's an italicize that last sentence. And this is why we say, folks, that when you ask a Latter-day Saint, well, how many covenants must you keep? How many sins must you repent of? How many commandments must you follow? They will tell you all of them. That's exactly what Joseph Fielding Smith is saying here. Not just a few, not the ones you want, but all of them, thus making this exaltation an impossibility for fallen human beings. He continues on and says, so the Lord is speaking here of introducing what he calls, quote, a new and an everlasting covenant, end quote. Now mark what he says in verse 6, quote, and as pertaining to the new and everlasting covenant, it was instituted for the fullness of my glory, and he that receiveth a fullness thereof must and shall abide the law, or he shall be damned, saith the Lord God. So when James Talmadge says that Mormonism really doesn't have this type of a doctrine or claims that all who fail to accept and obey the gospel of eternal life shall be eternally and forever damned, that doesn't seem to be the case according to how Joseph Fielding Smith has described it. And again, we need to point out, folks, 
the book that Eric was just reading from was given as a Christmas gift by the First Presidency. Articles of Faith by James Talmadge was also given as a gift, not once, but twice from the First Presidency. When you compare what it says in these two books, obviously it's not saying the same thing. So that causes us to ask the question, can a person really be damned, and is Mormonism, or is it not, exclusive? Talmadge says it's not exclusive, but that sounds pretty exclusive to me. Now let me go on. The same Joseph Fielding Smith that is credited with this book, Selections from the Doctrines of Salvation, that was put out as a Christmas gift, that book comes from the Doctrines of Salvation, which is three volumes. In volume two, page 227, and I might mention what Eric read is actually found in volume one of the Doctrines of Salvation. That comes from Doctrines of Salvation, volume one, pages 156 and 157. I'm going to quote you from volume 2, page 227 from Doctrines of Salvation by the same Joseph Fielding Smith. So obviously, he really believed what he was saying when it comes to this subject of damnation. He says this, What is damnation? It is being barred or denied privileges of progression because of failure to comply with law. All who fail to enter into the celestial kingdom are damned or stopped in their progression, but they will enter into some other glory which they are entitled to receive. Again, we have a case of equivocation. He's looking at damnation in this context as a stopping like stopping water behind an earthen dam or a concrete dam. But the other times when he's explaining it, he's using the other more traditional spelling, D-A-M-N, not D-A-M, kind of like how he's using it here. But even though when he asks the question, what is damnation, it's still spelled D-A-M-N-A-T-I-O-N in the traditional way. But it goes on to say, they stopped in their progression, but they will enter into some other glory which they are entitled to receive. Will they enter into the celestial kingdom? If not, does that not give the impression that Mormonism is in fact exclusive? Because the only way you can ever hope to get into the celestial kingdom, the top level of Mormon heaven, And by the way, there's three other levels, even in that top level, the top level being the Church of the Firstborn, which is really where Mormons are wanting to be. The only way you can get there is if you're a Mormon. You can't get there if you're not a Mormon. There's no way you can get there because you need to have priesthood authority, you need to be baptized, you need to do all these things in order to qualify for the celestial kingdom. So, When James Talmadge says in the Articles of Faith on page 468 that while Mormonism is decisive, it is not exclusive, doesn't sound like it's a true statement, does it? No, and we have to understand what is meant when you're talking about the celestial kingdom, the church of the firstborn, exaltation, eternal life. Those are all synonymous terms. I want to reread one sentence that was that I read earlier from Selections from Doctrines of Salvation, and he has it in italics. We have got to accept every covenant that he gives us. 
if we want exaltation. And as you mentioned earlier, Bill, Latter-day Saints know that. When you ask them how many commandments must you keep, they're right away telling you all of them, how often, all the time. It's like drilled in their head as a mantra. And so the idea for you to get the very best that Mormonism has to offer, you have to get baptized in the church. He mentions that here. You have to go to the temple and get married for time and eternity. And you can't fulfill that in any other church. So how you can say that Mormonism is not exclusive, I'm not quite sure. And that's what becomes problematic when we're trying to understand our LDS acquaintances, because many times they can use these words, and we know what these words mean in a traditional way, but you need to ask the Latter-day Saint, do you believe this word in the traditional way? Many times you're going to find that they do not. To get digital copies of both in their own words and the citations we're giving these first two weeks of this series, all a person has to do is go to mrm.org and click on the right side, the orange button, donate. For a generous donation of any size, if you would just do us a favor and, and put the letters PDF and then the call letters of your radio station. If you're listening on podcasts, then tell us the state you're in. We will then send you the two PDF files of the citations as well as in their own words. And in their own words, that's a book that I put together. It's almost 400 pages of quotations. If you're enjoying some of the quotations that we are giving you, from these books that were given out as Christmas gifts, I think you're going to also enjoy in their own words. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.